Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the dreams bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Episode 23.4. Phase 4. 1981-82. It's winter now in Reno. And it's really not a big deal for me. It's definitely not Chicago, but for the indigenous people, it's winter to them. So by when Monday came, those two were trained. Like I've never trained anybody else. I trained them over and over and over at least four hours each giving me the tour and then me critiquing them to the point I could tell I was breaking them. I had to stop, but they had learned to parrot my words. And really, that's everything. If you can say what I say, then I know we have consistency. They probably went to bed that night giving each other a tour, you know, he would say, "Um, no, he said this. No, he said that. (laughs) You know, and that's what I wanted. I wanted them to be that good. After all, this is their club, and we're leaving in a little bit, and I got to make sure that I fix my wrongs. Tracy had found the flaws in the contract and come Monday morning she got the printing done with the new contract sent out, you know, and um, she, all we need is some bodies now. The problem is I never realized Once you're directing everyone, and I learned this then, you think you don't have to do any grunt work. I'm a manager. I was still young in business, and I learned everything on my own. And thank God I didn't have to go to school for this stuff because I don't think they teach this. And... I never thought that I was so full of myself I couldn't be a grunt. You're going to find out later in these episodes how I started a business, a pool business. And every winter, because it was seasonal, I was off. And so I would take a job. And it would have to be a job that... um, Minimum wage, you know, and just so I never forgot, and boy, I took some weird ones. I mean, uh, driving a forklift to stripping boxes to um, uh, a laborer for carpenters to, uh, oh boy, just everything. I even, I even installed cable. 
you know, I mean, anything that I could do that was work, work. So I never forgot who I was and where I came from. I know that's weird, but I never wanted to think I was so full of myself. I wasn't able to relate to anyone, anybody or anyone's level. Funny story. I finally met um, Tracy's parents, and their backyard was gorgeous. It looked like Disneyland with um, the shaved uh, sculptures of different animals, that kind of beauty. And there was a man there that worked day and night, every day, seven days a week, a landscaper. I went over and introduced myself and shook his hand and told him what beautiful work he does. Oh, my God. I thought for sure they were going to faint. They had become so displaced from reality. Well, let me give you, for instance, the first Christmas gift I ever got from Lee, Tracy's mother, was a toilet seat. Yet, I swear to God, it was a toilet seat. And do you know what she put on there? It's because you're such a shit. This is what I got from... They hated I was Puerto Rican, and uh, they didn't like that. And then I was a commoner and a, a gangster from Chicago. They did not like that. So they let me know, and I just laughed it off, and I took a picture, and I have it somewhere where my head's in the bottom part of the toilet seat and I opened the lid you know but um, I never forgot that so I knew who I was dealing with all the time and never could you let your guard down around them and poor Randy poor Randy he had to deal with that day in and day out poor Randy Anyways, I'm digressing again. I got myself into just pretending um, I was nobody. I was, I was, I was only worth minimum wage. Anyone listening to this that owns a company, go try it for 30 days and get your wake-up call. You're so full of yourselves that you forget what it took to get you there, the sacrifices, and you think it's beneath you now. Really. You really do. And I believe me, as you'll find out, I hobnob with the rich and famous, and um, it was amazing to watch how they thought they were better than everyone else. Honest to goodness, you should hear what they say in the card rooms, in the country clubs. You would not believe it. Anyways, I'm digressing. You make excuses all 
uh, I've already done that. I've already been there. Then go back, tough guy. If you think you're all that, go back. Do it again. Just pretend and see if you can handle it. You can't because you become a wuss. Yeah, your words are tough, but that's all that's tough. Do you want your employees are doing for you? Do you know what your employees are doing for you? And see if you feel the same way. I don't mean undercover boss stuff. I'm saying go to a different job, not your company, somewhere nobody knows you and something you see like an older man doing that he clearly, you know he shouldn't be there, but circumstances put him there in his life. Go do one of those jobs, tough guy. I dare you. That's what I did every winter. And when I came back in the spring, I could start my business back up and they felt like we were all on an equal plane. I got there and I would say, if you do 50% of what I do, I'll accept that. And I meant it and they knew it and they worked so hard for me Every single one of them has come back in my life and thank you for the lesson. And they own big businesses now. And I run my company like you ran yours, Gabriel. You know, and it was, it it makes you feel good. It really does that what you did meant something. And you, you did it the right way. You know, you didn't look down on them. Back to the show. I'm sorry. I really don't digress. <laughs> okay. I just got off my soapbox. Did you hear it, folks? Okay. Anyways, it's Monday morning. No calls. It's Monday morning. We're all getting nervous waiting for calls. We aren't showing it. But each in its own way, we're getting nervous. Poor Laura um, cleaned those mirrors so clean, I think I could see into the next uh, uh, business. And, oh, by the way, when you clean mirrors, you squirt the uh, Windex on and then use newspapers. Try it. It's a little trick. If you don't like it, go back to using your paper towels or whatever you use. But newspapers get some real spotless. Little trick that I've learned in health clubs. If if we vacuumed any more on that workout area, we'd take up the ply on the carpet. Monday afternoon, the phone calls start ringing, ringing off the wall. Yahoo! We hired the first three that sounded good. And one thing I've learned, and no disrespect, you have to have young bodies in there, men and women, for such a small area. The look has to be part of working out. After your gym is uh, 
at the and when it's a, so small, you have to have that. Don't get me wrong. In the family fitness center, I hired mothers and older women, and it was all part of my plan to relate to the members, and they could do their training and not feel um, embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? A 45-year-old woman that didn't really take care of herself doesn't want a young little thing teaching her how to start taking care of herself. And I knew this. So then I could improvise and, you know, start new things. And they could relate, you know. But right now, being this small, I had to do this this way. So please understand me, folks. You need to start somewhere first. Then you can change it up. So we had three girls and one guy, all about my age, 21, 25 in there. We hired them all. That sounded good on the phone. I had Tracy train them on the phone and with the contract. And I trained them on the floor and and with the tour. Then Tracy and I switched. I wanted to make sure they heard us both, and we were running things. Laura tried to interject a couple times her thoughts, and I respected her as an owner, and I saw her pride was going to be a problem, and I really didn't care. Uh, I'm sorry. I did care, but Paul really didn't care. He just wanted the place to work. But Laura was going to be a problem, and I saw it. I had to come up with something. I, I, It's hard to think when you're doing so much more thinking about other details. And then it hit me, and I said to Tracy, can you handle the club right now? She says, of course. And there was like 10 uh, members in there already. And uh, she said, okay, I'll see you then, sir. Remember, we're not a couple, not one, not at all in the club. Professionalism is everything is what I came up with. You leave your ego at the door. So I took them to lunch. And lunch is cheap in Reno. I bet I spent 10 bucks for the three of us, and we ate good. And I gave her a $2 tip, the girl. And back then, that was good. So after they cleared the table, we had to discuss what we were going to do. What do you mean, Gabriel? Paul, Laura, first off, Everyone that walks in there knows you're married. You've had this club for like eight months now before I got here, right? So we can't change that. They all know your husband and wife. Now, what we could do is split you two, but I don't think that would be good. You two work so well together, you got to stroke their ego, you know. And so I want to use that. 
Oh, okay, how? Now they're interested. You know, you got, you stroke them, they'll listen. We're going to be stepping over each other if we keep doing it this way and somebody's going to, feelings are going to get hurt. So let's do this. Do you think you can sell the contract now and the membership now, it being $199? With my eyes closed, Laura said. I sure can, Paul said. Now remember, it's only for 30 days. We need to fill the club, and we need immediate cash. Okay, that's why we're doing it. We got to catch you up on your bills. Oh, Gabriel, we thank you. We thank you. We understand everything. We've talked about it. We understand what you're doing. Okay, now I'm thinking we're going to put a countdown on the window, and I'm just flying off my pants here. You know, I think that would be so cool if just... We're going to have a painter come in. It'll cost us like 60 bucks. Do we have that in the kitty? I'll find it, Paul said. And uh, he says, I even have a friend that I think will do it for free. No, no, we got to pay him something. Okay. Well, he'll do it for a 12-pack. Okay, okay. And um, what we need is we need the urgency for them to get in. Do you see what I'm doing? Oh, yeah, we see, we see. So we need to, I need from you to, we need to split this up. Do you understand? What do you mean, Gabe? I didn't understand what you were saying. Well, sometimes my words don't work, I said to her. I said, Okay, here's what I want. I want you two to do the night shift. I want to be open till 10 and consistently. So we'll be open from 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. Get it? Sure. And then that's long hours, uh, Laura said. No. I said, Tracy and I will work until 4, and you two will come in at 3.30 to 10, and that will give us a half hour to overlap, and we'll tell you the morning's events. You're going to go over the contracts with Tracy, who she sold, who she didn't, and who's coming back this evening to sign up, and blah, blah, blah. <gasps> Oh, this, okay, we can do this. What happens if we have a problem? If we have a problem, I'm a phone call away. And I'm only three minutes from the club, Laura. And you two have had this club for eight months now. Laura says, what if I forget someone? If I don't do a tour right? I said, Laura. You can do that tour in your sleep. You can sign them up in your sleep. Right, Paul? And he starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, she's done it. I've heard her. And he, Laura hits pause. Shut up. You know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
you know, you don't tell on each other what's happening at home. Never. You leave what's at home at home. And you leave the club at the club. And do, I'm going to make a little interjection here. There was times that Tracy and I had talked to so many people. No kidding. And we knew each other so well. We would come home, not turn on the lights, no kidding, and just sit there in the dark on the uh, sofa and the chair, not move and not say a word to each other for like an hour. We were so burnt out from talking, you know. And if you saw me now without these podcasts, I never... Um, you're not going to believe me, but that's okay. I never talk. I never talk. And I'm a wallflower now, if you know what that is. Use the Google. Anyways, this microphone is the only one that I talk to. So, I mean, if you saw me, you wouldn't recognize me. And I hide behind my hair and beard. And you would not recognize, I mean, I shaved my beard off once and my grandson didn't even know me. He walked right past me. That's what I do now. I hide. Anyways, I don't want anybody to see me now this way, you know. Anyways, so this is it. This is what we're going to do the first week. And by that time... I've done trained all these kids I have here. And then we're going to split the kids up. Now, you need to realize these kids are not counselors or trainers. They're trainer counselors. This club is too small. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yes, Laura says, yes, I like that idea. I said, The only thing I need you to do, Laura, and this is serious, I need you to make three items, recipes with the juice bar, and I need those written down so if you aren't there, they stay consistent. Do you know what I'm saying? She says, of course. I said, and you're in charge of making sure that you maintain the supplies of the juice bar. So whatever's needed at 10 o'clock at night, you're going to take an inventory and bring it in at 3.30 in the uh, afternoon the next day. And she says, wow, I can do that. And so I think we've covered all the bases, don't you? I think so. And I said, Okay, go home. What? I know it's your baby, but you have to let the baby grow. You have to. You have to give it the, um, your right. Okay, you, we're going to go home and sleep, and then we'll see you this evening. And I said, what time are you going to be there? And we all laughed, and he said, I'll be there at 3.30, sir. (laughs) And I laughed. We all laughed. (laughs) 
Please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here.